all sing. You make my heart sing. You make everything beery. <laughs> it needs work. It needs a bit of work. It's going to be a lot better for our live shows, though. I promise. Uh, welcome, beer and bad karaoke fans alike to the Logger Logs Points of View with Tom and Stew. I'm Tom. He's Stu. Say hello, Stu. Hello. Straight off the top, thank you for tuning in and joining us this week, dudes and damsels. You are officially now a member of the Rootin' Tootin' Points of View Posse. We do all the usual stuff you'd expect. Ride mares, drink heavily, wash once a week. All the fun of the Old West without the tuberculosis. Stu, how are you, partner? Dudes, oh. Yeah. I need a minute to process just that spiel you just threw out there. A little bit too much. Um, Did I go too far? No, I, I can just never match it. It's going to pair that down a little bit. On the it's next level, and I'll come in like the bumbling oaf going, hey, can we drink our beers now? <laughs> well, seeing as you asked so nicely, we can. Uh, tonight, we will most definitely be getting weird and wild emphasis on the wild with a, a dangerous duo from Wild Beer Coach to... How familiar uh, are you with this evening's guest brewery? I believe I've had one. One of their beers. And it is one that we're discussing tonight. Okay, you will get one of these. It was the the Beerhawk Valentine's Day gift set I got. That came with the Beerhawk tumbler. Yeah. And four or five different craft beers. And I believe one of them was... The millionaire milkshake stout, sorry, milk stout. Oh, brilliant, man! Brilliant. Either that or a different variation, because I think the one I had, the label looks identical, but mm. I feel it mentions something about salted caramel. Well, this one does say if you have a quick little look on the side, salted caramel and chocolate. So oh, I will shut my pass. I think it's right. obviously officially classed as a milk stout but i think uh that's the the flavor profile they're they're going for that should be interesting so no spoilers then i'll uh <laughs> i'll await your opinion and see how how it matches up to the last time you had it um so let's do it buddy our first beer of this evening i thought we'd start with the one that's most likely to not make my stomach spin like a washing machine it's under the sun session hazy ipa there we go, in all its glory. Yeah, it's nicely. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> right, I've been the waiting. beer, not Tom. To crack this. No, I am too. Look at the struggle. I, I always am. Jeez, anybody got a spoon or something? There we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't need my little plastic lady this week. No, just uh, going with the cans this week. And it smells lovely. Yeah, it smells very nice. Quite yeah, it does. Some fruity. Yeah, some fruity notes. Looking forward to Now, the... Wild Co's one of those beers that you do actually see it in the shops. It's definitely like a Morrison's beer. Is it now? Yeah, I'd seen it's... one of theirs in St. Andrews a couple of weeks ago. I think it was called uh, Pogo. Oh, okay. It's not, not one I've seen myself around. But I suppose, well, I know you are a lot more familiar with the uh, the more crafty side of things. That's Stu, you crafty bastard. You. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Uh, yeah, you might be right about that one. So, let's have a guzzle, buddy. 
Mm-hmm. Cheers, man. Cheers. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's a bit more drier than I, I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. It's not as not as fruity. Um it's, it's, it's smooth and juicy on the tip. Yeah, it's uh to me it's it, very it, smooth. It's the first word in there, it's session. Yeah. Session hazy IPA, whereas like yeah. you take a gulp, it doesn't have a bigger bang as you're expecting. Yeah. It's not too rich, is it? I suppose mm-hmm. it's perfect for, you know, as you say sessioning um so yeah here we have uh wild beer co's under the sun session hazy ipa standing at a flirty 4.7 percent and that, that's that's high for a session uh, i would think as well. so yeah i mean what was our one last week two point something yeah um our german pills so yeah it's quite surprising um a little backstory on the company. Uh, they started brewing in late 2012 in the kitchen of Westcombe Dairy, a farm in rural Somerset by an unnamed Californian brewer and an Englishman. Very mysterious. Hmm. And they specialize in producing beers using alternative fermentations, unorthodox wild yeasts captured in neighboring uh, in a neighboring cider orchard plus unusual and seasonally foraged ingredients. Uh, Their claim to fame is their 600-strong barrel library, which in their previous lives had contained whiskey, sherry, rum, port, tequila, and brandy. So by utilizing them, they quietly impart nuances from those previous liquid inhabitants into their beers. How about that? Very interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's put that on pause for the moment so we can catch up with our last beer's watch. Woo! Come on, Stu. How's the last week been for you, my friend? Um, Tell me all about it. It's, I'm drawing a blank on my beers, but I did help. Well, I didn't help myself. Uh, I did buy... A, a bottle of Atlantic Pale Ale Sharps Breweries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Atlantic Pale. I got that uh, at a bar, and the barman, it was like the last bottle in the fridge. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Like, it, it, it's forever the game, like, craft beer and Pokemon. You've got to try them all. Well, not, <laughs> don't try the Pokemon. Catch them all. But just drink them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So I'd seen that. And I was, I was eyeing all the other beers in the fridge, and it was like Newcastle Brown, yes. Dunbar. Yes. And I was like, been there, had that. There's Atlantic Pale. I've always seen those cracking uh, pictures on Instagram where it's like the, the tumbler, and it's the Atlantic going vertical up the, the glass. Yeah, yeah, they're cool, man. Yeah, they're really cool. And I thought, Can, I'll, I'll, have, I'll, I'll, I'll have one of those, please. And... Whether it was a face mask that obscured the bartender's face, but I'm pretty sure he said to me, do you think you're very special? Or are you feeling very special? So, <laughs> what? You see, I'm not sure if he was mildly offended with my choice of drink. <laughs> oh, you think you're special? Was the expression, was, I'm pretty sure his response to me asking for one of those. And... <laughs> What? I don't know. I was like, was, <laughs> sorry, was that your bottle of beer for after your shift? Was there like that two minutes beer. left? And that might be it. Some bald and prick showed up and bought it right out from under you. 
That describes my Saturday night pretty good too, man. Um, that's very strange. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, I definitely think you probably kept it aside uh, for later, and was furious that you you took it away from him. Yeah, fucking stick it at the back of the fridge next time you prick. Come on, <laughs> man. We'll leave was... out there in the open. <laughs> there. Uh... It sounds like there was a lot of good bottles, but what was the uh, the tap game like? Did it have uh, BDE, Big Draft Energy? <laughs> um, it was kind of like your standard, like Carlin, Heineken, uh, um, a lot of ciders, like Magners, and obviously the big T, Scottish award-winning uh, tenants. Not Tetley's, uh, tenants. Remember the country, my son. I'm excited, man. Yes, one country. Hot flushes then, dude. Woo! Did you jump on the tenants? No, or did you stick with the? Uh, so you stick with the? You stuck with the Sharps uh, Atlantic Pale Ale. Is that yes. what you? Uh, uh, yeah, I, um, it was oh, nice. No. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think it was described as like tropical and pale, and yeah, it was. It was decent. I got a nice buzz after. I'd combined it with a couple other drinks, so I was in that nice hazy bubble. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, I remember it. I think, if I remember it, I had it maybe a couple of years ago. It's like an American pale ale almost. Not Aye. too kind of, uh, well, not a lot going on. Like a bit kind of hoppy, yes. quite smooth. Not too kind of uh, overwhelming with the with the flavor. It was just kind of okay mm-hmm. on the money, if I remember. Yeah, it was nice, bitter, and kind of had a wee taste to it. Awesome. It had, a wee t- it had a wee t- taste t- to it, or yeah, <laughs> not not a taste of wee, but like, ah, definitely there's there's a taste to this that makes it stand out from the others. Did the bartender spoil it on purpose? I, I did wonder why he went through the back to pour the drink. <laughs> Here you go, special. Took took a cold bottle out of the fridge into the back, came out with a warm. Moist bottle, and you didn't bat an eyelid, no? Yeah, it looked like he topped it up for some reason. I didn't ask for a shandy, but... Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, did I'm you think to relive that else? night in a different vision now. Please, tell me, what have you been drinking? Uh, yeah, the cracking week. Um, I think recording our Oktoberfest special... Shot me off into German beer hyperspaces. I was keen to track down a couple of different styles. So, firstly, or thirstly, I had Hofmeister Helles, mm. which I've only just learned how to pronounce, uh, which is Hof's kind of comeback beer. They've been off the market for a, a long time. It was it was huge over here in the 80s with their, um, you know, follow the beer. Uh, sorry, follow the beer, follow the bear campaign you know with george right. the bear were you getting like a history lesson you know that guy you know beer? that guy right well no i mean but it was just it was big kind of over here but a long long time ago i don't know whether you were familiar with the brand or the bear or i don't think so no no okay you need to i'll, I'll let you send me youtube look, videos at two in the morning of old beer adverts, as that sounds you do. about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. You'll um, you'll slide into my DMs <laughs> again <laughs> for the you know millionth time uh, this week. Yeah, so this is their kind of comeback beer. Um, I think I relaunched it a couple of years ago, which means I can finally try it. And mm. yeah, it was fantastic. It, it, it's it's a it's a heller, so it's a bit maltier and sweeter than your pilsner which mm-hmm. I really dig. 
um, to compare it to kind of a similar beer. And I haven't had many beers in that particular style. So, yeah, it was very exciting to try. Um, now, that, sorry to interrupt. Is often seen like Hell's together when it's like Hell's Lager. Yeah. yeah so it's just, I, I've always just assumed it's a variation on Lager. Yeah, it's just it's another uh, German pale lager. And as I was saying, it, it tends to be a bit more kind of sweeter and a bit more maltier than a Pilsner from what I've tried so far. I've only tried like a handful, but they've all been um, mm. fantastic. So, yeah, that was great. And I also had a Hofbrau Dunkel, which is a funny word, but it's also mm. a German dark lager. And man... I think this is my new favorite style. It was gorgeous. Oh. The Dunkel or Dunkel to me, it tastes somewhere between a brown ale and a, and a Scotch ale. It's like the best right. of both worlds almost. It's just not quite as as heavy at being a lager rather than nail, but with yeah. all the flavor that you'd uh, expect from those two styles or kind of a, a melding of those two styles. It's like uh, I think it was a five and a half percent too. So it kind of sits nice in between those two styles, alcohol-wise also. Lovely stuff. Really looking forward to trying more out in that style, um, if I could track it down, because that was my first time having a go on on one, and it was it was gorgeous. Last but not least, I hopped on a short flight on Brewski Airways to Brussels to sample their 10% Strong Dark Belgium Ale. Golden Drac. Good Man, God. I did it. I beat my 9% maximum volume ceiling, smashed through it, and hit double figures. And, man, it was surprising. It it, it wasn't as intense as I, I thought it would be. Hmm. And I, I honestly said to myself, it's like Tetley's but really strong. That's literally <laughs> after the They've left the teabag first... in too long. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, after the first couple of sips, like Tetley's, broadside, very... Similar taste profile. It must be the yeast they used is what I'm assuming, because I know that's what makes Tetley special is like that certain variant of yeast, like a double yeast or something that they use, because um, it had a very obvious sweetness to it. Not not harsh at all, really. It was um similar kind of warm presence to a barley wine, but definitely more of a taste profile of an English kind of strong ale to me. Very interesting beer. Um, and I must confess, I did have to have a quick lie down after polishing it off um was a bit, was a bit intense, uh to be honest but yeah had a fantastic week that's my last beers watched well right. done that's that's quite a week thanks man it was uh, a really good week yeah i managed to kind of track down a couple of interesting styles um fairly newish styles to me so mm-hmm. yeah trying to get a bit more international recently with the brewskis because yeah. there's a lot of undiscovered stuff kind of uh out there so yeah trying to trying to track them all down and check them out yeah littles have like i think their third craft beer like uh, promotion going on this year and yeah. again it's just based around scottish breweries but i feel there's two or three that are are quite high percent obviously i sent you a picture last week with mm. four i bought and they're all yeah. like six and above but I'm positive there's at least an eight and maybe a ten out there too. Yeah, I was. Um, the fact that they're oh, so easily accessible, I think I will grab them. 
jump into them. Yeah, I think I think I was looking. Was it like a stout that was eight percent something like that? Yeah. Um, from what you like a black bottle. Show like... me. Yeah, mm. which looks really good. But yeah, I think there were some really interesting styles on there. But it's awesome that you've. You know, they're all kind of obviously local produce as well, which is which is fantastic. Mm. Um, keeping it local, it's awesome. What what do you think about this beer, Stu? This is quite a lovely little beer. I'm I agree. enjoying I agree. it more as I'm drinking it. It's definitely probably the maybe the best of the session style beers because I always tend to feel a little bit let down. Whereas, like, oh, I'm drinking a session. I should have just been drinking an IPA or just mm. something stronger. But I, I never do it in this, in the session style. I'm not ex- expect. Well, I'm not going out of my way to drink like six of these so I could pace myself. Yeah, I think but, I, I I'm I'm up for the idea of it. The uh the session beer, but my feelings are that if it's not coming with enough flavour or enough kind of back end to it, then I'm mm-hmm. just not and, really interested in it. Well, this this has, this has got you yeah, know, a lot, even, lot of back end to like, it. Aye, that's, I, I was still noticing that myself, just kind of taking a swig there and still kind of getting that, that light fruity taste at the end. Do you know what it is, dude? I think the session um, kind of subtitle to this is more in relation to the flavour rather than the alcohol, I would say. Because it's not very overwhelming is it it's quite subtle fruitiness and i think that's that's kind of what makes it uh fall under the kind of session moniker mm. is, is is purely yeah down to the flavor rather than the kind of alcoholic alcohol content yeah but yeah it's good how does it sit in your rankings of other napas or any ipas or hazy ipas no it's getting foggy i'd almost have to start a spreadsheet to try and keep mm. on on top of them all but oh, man. tell me about this, it tell me about it this could be like a, a repeat offender i think yeah yeah mate. Oh, i feel the same bud i feel the same what it's, do you think uh, of the, the like sort of the, the style the art style to these cans like, yeah i like this, it it's like braille almost this uh yeah you can feel it don't you there's yeah. a definitely oh it's taking the hard skin my calluses <laughs> <laughs> they're gone <laughs> but no um the the, the under the sun Tin almost kind of has like a hydro dip look to mm. it, where it's like green with like a yeah. splash of pink water almost. Yeah, I think all the the hazy um, or the New England IPAs tend to have that kind of same color profile, don't they? Or that kind of uh, similar, not similar artwork, but kind of mm-hmm. similar setup with the green or the. Is it green? No. Yeah, I would, I would, I would call it green. Aqua. Um, Somewhere fun. there, yeah, teal, yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go to this. Is, this, is, this, is, this has gone off, gone off the road completely. Uh, let's, let's get it back on, but yeah, really nice beer. And I think that, um, as you say, a repeat offender for sure. Right, our second beer of the evening or the yeah. dessert to our hazy main is going to be Millionaire Milk Stout. Righty, oh, let's see if um, this one delivers for you still, Stu. Or maybe you thought it was dreadful the first time. I still don't know. I cannot wait to. I have such a love-hate relationship with Stout. <laughs> uh, I've been let down man, so many times. Fifteen cans of Stout in his fridge still. 
This is probably why. Mm, I don't know, yeah. Not a lot of smell. Yeah, not convinced, really. Right. This is going to be a very uh, tentative sip, first sip on this brewski. Yeah, look at it. Cheers, bud. Cheers, dude. Mm. I like it. You know, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> no, no. Um, Should stout taste this sweet? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Um, uh, right, while I kind of get my thoughts together <laughs> on this brewski, I'll tell you a little backstory. We have. Here, Wild's Millionaire Milk Stout, standing at a finicky 4.7%. To jump back briefly into the behind the scenes of the company, I touched upon it earlier, but yeah, these guys are pushing the, the wild beer angle of their output. And to be a bit more detailed in general, wild ales or farmhouse ales traditionally, whether that be uh, Belgian Lambic styles or your French Cezons, Mm-hmm. Often differ from other styles by implementing a microorganism other than the in-house yeast into the beer to give them that distinctive funky taste. So that's their style. What about their back catalogue? Uh, pretty huge. Most notably, things that stuck out to me were yokai, their yuzu citrus onami seaweed and Sichuan peppercorn sake-inspired beer. Jesus Christ. That's not a beer. That's that's Wagamama's in a can, my yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like that's a fucking <laughs> Chinese buffet. Well, not Chinese buffet, but that's a world buffet. Feel bloody, yeah. Uh, Wildebeest and an 11% Imperial Stout packing Peruvian cocoa nibs, Madagascan bourbon vanilla, and Peruvian Rwandan and Ethiopian coffee beans. Good God. Now, I've uh, I've, I've been in like a craft beer shop before. And they did have like a big bottle of uh, wild beer, and it was oh. it was silly expensive price, and it was also really high in volume. I think that's probably why it was priced up so high. But it's got to be. Yeah, they seem to be really doing some can really out there beers. Interesting stuff, man. Yeah, you're right. It's probably because the ingredients. It sounds like they're putting kind of quality ingredients into it, so that probably explains. The price tag. Um, and yeah, one that caught my eye was Modus Operandi, the beer that started the brewery, a wild yeast-infused oak barrel matured old ale. So oh. that would be one that I'm very intrigued to have a look at um, and even taste, not just there at the can. Uh, check them all out. Okay. It's that time so, of the evening. Well, uh, okay, I know we're getting ready to jump Across that bridge to to listener questions. Jump off that bridge. But, oh, I'm going to have another <laughs> sip of this drink. Tell me what you think, Tom. Do I have to? <laughs> Can I just not keep talking? I find this really drinkable. It's dark. I feel it's maybe kind of got like a... For it's saying, salted caramel, chocolate, milk stout. I was like, oh, I've got a, a kind of really nice, like, sweet coffee vibe coming it's... off of it. It's definitely got, I mean, it's got that milk stout kind of texture to it. I think there's a, there's almost like a false sweetness to it, almost like a sweetener kind of taste to it, which I'm True. not really digging. 
it doesn't seem very kind of authentic, the flavour. It's kind of, yeah, as I say, it's more like a fake sweetness. And I just, yeah. I, again, I'm always a bit sceptical when it comes to kind of sweetness with beers. And this one, kind of not I wonder that. Yeah. Because this is some new territory for us. We've, we haven't dabbled with stout that much. Uh, one not, or two. Yeah, not of this category. Obviously, we've done our. Uh, our Guinness. We've done our, yeah, yeah, we've done our kind of. Uh, our shows on Guinness, um, but yeah, nothing kind of of this of this ilk. So, but no man, it's all good. We're enjoying kind of giving it a spin, trying something have new. You, have you tried any of the other notably uh, sweeter stouts that you get out there? You know how, let's see, uh, like it's marshmallow or rocky road. Or it's or always chocolate orange. Yeah, something a bit out there. I tend to kind of steer clear of them, to be honest, man. You know me, I I, I do prefer more of a traditional brew. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying kind of giving something new a spin. Um, but yeah, I will keep you updated with my thoughts, feelings, opinions on the matter. I mean, yeah, it is well, podcast. I suppose I have to share a little bit with you. Um, why are you pouring the rest of that beer out, Tom? Right. What? What? Oh, is, is it still there? for you you're about? Just... I could just hear it being poured into a sink. Right. It's the time of the evening. <laughs> time of the evening where we lower the barrier, wind down the spit-proof shield between the fans and hosts and get into our listeners' heads. It's, yeah, take cover, buddy. It's listeners' questions. Well, right. First up, Haley Louise asks... Do you prefer, we were just talking about this, do you prefer a classic beer or a flavoured type? Oh, well, that's... It's almost it. like someone was, like, writing things, preparing the script and thought, you know what, those two things match the question and the beer and kind of did did a good job on that. What do you mm-hmm. think? I'm not saying it's me, I'm just saying someone did it, an unnamed person. Stu, take the floor, please, let us know. Uh, well, that's it. I feel this is the yin and yang of me and Tom. I I, I think I do enjoy kind of like a sweet, fruity beer, or I like to be surprised by a, like the, the under the sun, like that had some nice fruity notes to it, yeah. made it quite a pleasant drink. When I get a stout, I'm not really a fan of the, the darker beers. Mm. Um, I'd need a little bit of sweetness just to kind of make it tolerable. When you get a milk stout that kind of has, well, what they say is salted caramel and chocolate. Thankfully, there isn't any heavy salt notes in that because I'd probably... I was going to say, yes, no. But I think that's just a fad of salted caramel itself. Yeah. But I I do really enjoy a nice sweet stout. Um. Another notable one would be Stuart Bruin's uh, Choco Clock. And that ah. was their uh, chocolate orange stout. And it really <sighs> did come across. I think it was a chocolate orange. I might. It was definitely a chocolate stout, at least. Yeah. And it was one that I took a, a drink. And normally when I get these far out beers, I'll make my wife try it as well. <laughs> and she actually quite enjoyed that uh, really? as well yeah and i think it's just because it's just that fine line of dark beer but also probably chocked with sugar kind of best of both worlds yeah it's kind of like yeah. just having like it's like coffee like it, 
You could drink it black and it could be fucking dreadful. And there's a type of person that loves it like that. You but if you're piling yeah. the milk and sugar, anyone could enjoy it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, that's how I like my coffee. Very strong, but also very milky and very sweet. But when it comes to beers, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be the coldness. You're not adding too sugar and milk to your beer? Um, not on the show. No, in my spare time. Often, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, the thing is, I can drink, obviously, bitters and uh, like lagers, brown ales, things like that. But like, I'll, I'll tolerate. Uh, tolerate. That's a bad word to use. But um, <laughs> I tolerate recording this show. <laughs> <laughs> you found me at the right time. You bastard! I'm sitting down here with beer. Um, man, my, my wee swear box went out the window in the third. Ah, oh, no. That's so hard. But, again, as I said, like my Pokemon analogy earlier, I'll try the lot just to kind of, mm. just just to tick those boxes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Spitfire. Why not? Let's go for it. Hell yeah. So, but... Down to brass tacks, I tend to enjoy a, a bit of a fruitier beer. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's like you were saying. It's 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 a yin and yang. It's yeah, it's good, this, man, because we both kind of tend to uh, agree on some stuff and you know not agree on other things, which is which is great. Tonight being a, a good example. A very good example. Yeah, the uh, the short answer for me is obviously classic. You know, I'm an old man. I like my beer or have the same attitude towards my beer that I have about movies, music, etc. That while I dabble in, in newer releases and I'm always open to something brand new kind of connecting with me, there's so much fantastic old stuff waiting to be discovered, old styles waiting to be discovered. Um, I devote most of my time going backwards rather than forwards, which makes races an absolute bitch, but my moonwalking is superb, I promise you. What what the um, fucking answer, by the way? Right. Sorry, ladies what? and gentlemen. Hello? That was a well-prepared answer if I've ever heard one. Thanks, man. I'm I did glad try. I was sitting down to hear that. It's because you gave me an extra couple of days this week. Uh, Bob's... <laughs> <laughs> right, Bob's Davidson asks... What do you think the next direction step is for brewers, breweries, e.g. with gins? We are having them collaborating with chocolate brands to make truffles, making their own hand sanitizers, etc. Uh, what do you think, Stu? You want to take this one? Or? I, I'm going to just uh, pass the ball back to you. I want to okay. hear what you think first. Yeah, I, I think the next direction would be... It was going to be, uh, by the looks of it, 0% alcohol beers that taste like the real thing. Because Guinness has just released their version of their iconic beverage. I haven't tried it myself, but I think, yeah, with the world we're living in, people are wanting to get healthier and healthier. And I don't think brewers have quite cracked the 0% versions yet. Most have tried are really dreadful. But I think that's kind of where we're going, really, with it trying to get beers that taste like the real thing but without the kind of uh, without the alcohol yeah i uh, i feel like they did have like a big campaign behind it um it was one of those ones where you could 
try it, but oh, I did try a, a few low alcohol beers during the summer there, and ultimately I always just kind of felt let down. But part me of too, me was like, well, what yeah. are you expecting? Yeah, you know, there's a part of me that would be nice, like on a Sunday or something, about midday, to not get trashed, to have to, yeah. <laughs> to have a couple of brewskis with dinner, and you know, still be uh, be able to kind of get up and do stuff in the afternoon. But yeah, I've never found one that's quite tasted the same. But as I say, I'm open to kind of trying the Guinness and and kind of seeing how it is. But man, you know veganism is huge vaping is huge because because sadly all this shit we really dig that is killing us slowly is a bit passe in 2021 yeah, in terms of mainstream culture so i see beer yeah i see beer kind of going in that direction you know getting healthier really i would say mm-hmm. um that's what i think the the alcohol or the beer biz uh, has its eyes on really is kind of right, rebranding so. its stuff with rebranding its stuff in a bit of a, a more healthier format mm-hmm. i've seen things where it's like skinny beers yeah yeah that's 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 like low I calories think... and, and yeah and there's like a tenants variation of it as well where it might that. be just either low alcohol but god it is it's definitely becoming more of a trend i think so man yeah i think that's kind of the next aim really or, or kind mm-hmm. of the next the next route um that they're going down but i you know as i say i mean I, i'm completely open to it and open to trying it out because if they can crack it then i think that um they'll make a lot of money uh-huh. in this in, in this day and age for sure mm-hmm. catering to all audiences there you go like us Exactly like us. Um, Stu, how are you? How are you getting on with this beer? Is it is it similar to finished? Wow! <laughs> so you must have dug it before. I must have really dug it again now, mm-hmm. right? But do you want to? Um, I do have an answer to our last question. I just oh, kind of I... want to get your thoughts on it. Ah. I, I didn't just like. Well, pass it back to Tom because I'm not prepared. I that's am what prepared. I thought. That's the, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize for thinking that. <laughs> where you were going. So I, thought, me, <laughs> I thought straight away you didn't have an answer. No, 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 no. I just felt like oh, I just didn't want to put you in depression. I thought we'd move on quickly. <laughs> it was definitely one of these ones where I thought, I want to see how he in, he interpret, interprets this question. For me, there, there's two avenues I've kind of noticed. There's trends, or what should be bigger trends. Stuart Bruin uh, recently upgraded their facility and included a pizza oven. So I think maybe the pairing of food and beer mm. is becoming more prevalent, whereas, like, right, there's going to be a tap room, but there's also going to be pizza. So yes. what's the yeah. best pizza? What's yeah. the best style to have? What's the best drink to accompany this style of pizza? And then... Uh, a more local one, Cool Bruin posted a collaboration that they were doing with farmers where they, their uh, malt heads, once they'd used them for brewing, it was more or less it was getting passed on to the cows. Interesting. Very so, interesting. Like, that's kind of collaboration, but it's, yeah. it's kind of like everyone working together, like like a zero waste type of thing. So, right, we've used this. Do we just chuck it? Is there a way that we could u- not use it again, but 
pass on Zadikin if there's a bunch of steaming cows out there. Yeah, I hope so. Nothing else to do, really, have they? So... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I think that that's another thing, looking to more kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but environmentally conscient, con- conscious. Yes, that's it. Forms of kind of producing producing beers, but yeah, yeah, might be something in that in terms of kind of more towards um, advertising kind of beer and food pairings, or kind of more thought into that kind of beer going with you know beer maybe solely not being bars anymore and more mm-hmm. kind of restaurants because I know Blue Dog's like that, isn't it? It's more kind of beer, but also food yeah. as well and it there kind of might be more of a focus on that in terms of the uh, the craft beer world so uh yeah um i've just i've just thought this reminds me of that um green duck brewer had like a local yeah brewers it, i think it was like a chocolate chocolate honey stout right and i didn't like that yeah either, your face that, i mean, read that you weren't I wasn't into that either, no. So I've, I think I have tried something similar to this before in the past, and it hasn't really down. worked for me. A bit let down, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, bud. Ah, yeah, yes, this is this is really kind of glad you enjoyed the it. type of style that's up my street. I'm definitely not the one that kind of goes for the the more bitter stouts. I find mm. I'm definitely disappointed with those. But fuck, if you throw a bunch of sweeties into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Stuart Bruin <laughs> do have some uh, cans and Aldi's at the moment. And one of them is a Rocky Road. And Parma's like, oh, I bet that's nice. Oh, Check it out, man. Good. Oh, Bloody fuck. Jesus, man. I bet that's good. <laughs> nice gold tin of that. Check oh, it out, man. Raisins. Get back to us, bud. Chocolate. Crumbly biscuit. <laughs> You seem to be getting more both uh, both more pervy and Scottish. What kind of Right. Uh, I've had How enough. now, brown cow? I've, I've had enough. How now, drunk brown cow? Uh, we hope you I have a spell of fucking beer everywhere. Jesus. You definitely have enjoyed yourself. Uh, tonight, party people, it's been a real mixed bag. Uh, no, it's been it's been a fantastic time spending the evening with my main homie, Stu, once again, cracking open a few tins and putting the world to wrong. It's at the Lager Logs to keep up to date with everything we do socially. That's Twitter, Instagram, Movie, Discord, Happen, Weibo, Bro, yeah, Stu, are you managing to keep up with all these definitely real and content-filled accounts? Uh, of, of course, always. Um, always. He's on it, guys. I'd He's never sleep. <laughs> I need, yeah, I need this, the stout to keep me awake. <laughs> I'm on uh, there just sharing little cartoon pictures of ourselves wearing uh, funny Oktoberfest hats. Yeah, you say, guys, log on to, uh, you know, jump on our page to to check that out. Is there anything going on apart from funny pictures, Stu, over there? Not much. I'm I'm just back from my holidays, so the social media has been, like, like non-existent. But our followers are up, so should I complain? No. Um, We're into, like, the third week of our October hosting fee bundle. So, again... 
if you want to support the Lagalogs, films and swearing and the likes, please go to our Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash the Lagalogs. Look at the pinned tweet if you give us a donation. I will send you a link to over five hours worth of additional contents from Lager Logs, Films and Swearing, Films and Swearing Talking Before. Wait, sorry. The Lager Logs Talking Before Films and Swearing. Just loads of that. Videos of us unpacking beer. Just a lot of bang for your buck. And it mm. helps us pay our hosting fees. This 100%. is the only time of the year that I'll, I'll kind of put my hand out a wee Beg. bit. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of not quite trying to feed the pony but just, just hey got a couple quid trying to, trying to shake your hand if you do put a tenner inside our, our hand as we shake it that's okay with us we appreciate it you getting in touch guys and having uh having a go on that and uh donating support to show much appreciated um spreading the lager love uh next week We'll be reporting to the Colonel as we're running Colonel's Table Beer and Vic's Secret Pale Ale through the assault course. So make sure to join us next week for some military maltness. See you in seven days, suckers. That is, unless you're busy or your internet cuts out or, or you're dead. That would be a massive setback and really impede on your podcast time. So, you know, stay alive. That would be great. Bon voyage, booze hounds. Take a bunch of Device, Jew. Beautiful. Right, I'm going to go and give uh, the missus the rest of my beer because it's terrible. <laughs>